Welcome to the Victory Center's podcast, where we here at Victory Center uh, believe that God wants us to have a victorious life. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope that you're blessed by the word. God bless you. Philippians chapter 2, and we're going to read from verse 1 down to verse 18. From verse 1 to 18, I know it's a lot. One thing you can count on is some word. Philippians chapter 2, starting at verse 1. And when you have it, say amen. Amen. The amens have it. Hey. It's also on the screen if you would like to read it off the screen, maybe a little smaller. And it reads as following. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united in Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one spirit and one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. Not looking to your own interests, but to each of you, the interests of others. In your relationship with, none, with one another, have the same mindset as Christ, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. That the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and in earth and under earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And trembling. For it is God who works in you, for it is God who works in you and will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Do everything without grumbling and arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault and in a wrapped and cloaked generation when you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life and then you will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. But even as I am being poured out 
a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, all of you, so to you, so you too should be glad and rejoice with me. Amen to the reading of God's word this morning. I want to use for a subject, a text, victorious attitude, victorious attitude. This is in the same vein of how we started this church. We, we kicked it off with a series on victory, kind of like our namesake. Last week, we talked about victory belongs to God. Today, we're going to talk about the victorious attitude. So here's a warning. This message is for your neighbor, your spouse, your children. It's even easier for you to listen to for your coworkers, a couple friends, some acquaintances. But this message is hard for you to listen to for yourself. It's even harder for you to listen to and apply it to your life. So this morning, if you feel a little bit uncomfortable, if you, 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 you feel like I'm stepping on your toes, it's not me, it's God. I can tell you that as God spoke this word to me and I prepared this message, man, my soul was crying out, God, please forgive me. So don't feel bad today. God is trying to encourage us and improve us. Attitude. Such a tough word, right? Attitude. Let's take a look at what attitude, what, what the definition is. Attitude. Attitude defined is an internal position of feeling with regard to something else. Let's take a look at what attitude can also equal. Attitude can equal your disposition, your feeling, your, your mood, your opinion, your settlement, your, your temper, your perspective, your frame of mind, and maybe even your outlook. So since attitude is one of those words that it, it kind of it has a bad connotation with it because most attitudes are bad. The word attitude isn't bad, but when you say you have an attitude, most people think it's, it's a bad situation. So you can take out victorious attitude and put victorious disposition, victorious feeling, victorious mood, a victorious opinion. Uh, the question this morning is, what is your attitude? The, the saying that your attitude will determine your altitude carries a little bit of scientific weight to it. Many times we walk through our own life and we don't really realize the, the attitude that we're giving one another. We don't really realize how we are affecting one another with, with our, our sentiment, our temper, our perspectives. As I looked at this scripture and I looked at this message, 
I was like, God, you, you hit me in the face here. And he took me to a picture that I took about three, four years ago. Curtis, let's take a look at the picture. This is my active duty military ID card. And this day, I believe, I had just, this, this is the only ID card I had as a Master Chief. Kept same ID card. And you can see my face. I'm not frowning. I'm, I'm not frowning. I'm, I, I look pretty happy. I'm kind of, I don't, you know, just kind of middle of the road, maybe content, kind of. God began to speak to me as I reflected on the time when he blessed me to make Master Chief and everything that I went through, ebbs and flows, and he convicted me on some of my attitude pieces, my outlook, my perspective, my mood. Was it always victorious? Every time I went out to sea, every time I had to leave, how did I approach that situation? I think I approached it kind of like that. I don't think I was negative, but I don't think I was positive all the time. It's kind of middle of the road. Well, God, he, he don't necessarily want us to just live a middle of the road type of life. He doesn't want us to live a meh type of existence. He wants us to have a victorious outlook, a victorious perspective, a victorious way that we see things. Our frame of mind should always be, I'm going to get the victory through God. I don't know about you, but things happen every single day that take us farther away from the mindset that God wants us to have. How many of you know that God can restore your happiness, your joy, your positive, victorious perspective, no matter what it's been tainted with? He can fix it. How do I know? Some happened to me because I used to live this kind of meh life. And it's just an example of one day. But let me show you another picture. Yeah. <laughs> Retired. Look at that smile. Pearly whites. I didn't even, I was like, man, I have some big teeth. <laughs> now that is a victorious look. I don't even know why I was smiling that big when I got this ID card. I was no longer going to be in the Navy, no longer be called a mass chief when I come in the gate, give away my rank, but still smiling. Go back, Curtis. Go back to the, go back to the, the first picture. Man. Smile. Victorious attitude. Victorious. Now, I would like to think that every day of my life, I live my life with that kind of smile on my face. That I deal with my wife with that kind of smile on my face. That I discipline my children, I train them, I love them with that kind of smile on my face. That when I'm troubled at work, that I have that kind of smile on my face. But to be honest with you, this message hit me, I fell short. Still growing. The question to you today is, 
What's your attitude dialed in at? Where you at? And where does God want you to be? Let's take a look at some things that can be associated with bad attitude. Bad attitude, they're identified like this. They're negative. Criticalness, rebellion, defiance, impatient, uncooperative, discouragement, arrogantness, arrogance, rudeness. All these things can display our bad attitudes and nobody is exempt from them. Some people suffer from them worse than others. But these are just some outward displays of our bad attitude, unchristlike attitude. I like to frame it this way. Even in the church or in Christianity, you will find people who are not necessarily out there getting drunk every night or cheating on their spouse or running in the street or stealing, robbing, killing. You won't necessarily find that. But what you will find is a bunch of negativity. You will find a bunch of criticalness. You, you will find a bunch of people who are impatient and defiant, uncooperative. People full of di discouragement, arrogance, because their faith, they've identified their faith with themselves. When the faith is only identified with God. Because your faith in things is no good. Only your faith in God is powerful. I look at my own life and when I'm having a bad day, I ask myself, why am I letting these characteristics rule my life? How can I fix them? What, what's happening to me when, when I'm negative, when I'm critical, when I'm impatient? Last week we talked about victory belongs to God and how our lives, uh, we're just a clay vessel. And clay vessels are, they're a dime a dozen. They're fragile and they break. And the only thing that makes a clay vessel valuable is what's in it. Hey, baby. Okay. Only what makes, only what's in the vessel makes the vessel valuable. When we take that principle and apply it to our attitude, we can think. The only thing that makes our attitude valuable is when God is in our attitude. When he's a part of it, when he's a piece of it, of our everyday life. Yeah. Yesterday I was cleaning out the car, found a $60 Nintendo Switch game under the floor mat, full of dirt. I'm, Sure, it got stomped on several times. And when I found it, it infuriated me. It lit me on fire. I remember walking in the house, 
and I was ready. I was ready to get some. I was like, we this spot to go down. The $60 video game is thrown on the ground. Dirt's all over it. I was ready to go turn up. And my wife took the game from me, told me to go back outside. And as I'm cleaning out the car, God starts to convict me. He starts to speak to me. That my attitude towards my children, because of something that is temporary. Does that game really matter? No. So $60 I spent on it matter? I started off this service saying nothing belongs to me. But what really matters, they matter. Long after I'm gone, they will have the memory of getting lit up over a $60 video game. Is that really the love of God? Can I correct them in a different way? Can I control my attitude in a different way? God spoke that to me. Next slide, Chris. Attitudes are internal dispositions of the heart and thoughts. Proverbs 23 and 7 says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so he is. Those things we just talked about, they're just actions that cause, that come from your attitude. Your attitude is within. It's an internal disposition of what's in your heart and your thoughts. Most of our bad ideas, most of our bad words, most of our bad actions, they don't begin with the actions, they begin on the inside. So here's, here's, here's what we're saying today. If it comes from the inside, what should we as believers do to help our attitude? What does God say about it? God says in Philippians 2 and 5, we just read it. In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. The same mindset as Christ Jesus. I'm going to go a little bit further because verse 6, it says, Who being in very nature of God did not consider himself equal with God, something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant and being made in the human likeness and being found in an appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. We must have the mindset of Christ. So what was, what was Jesus' attitude as he went to the cross? Had to be something very difficult to know that he was going to be killed. He was going to be crucified. His mindset as he went to the cross, he knew he was going to deal with a difficult situation. But he didn't have a nasty attitude about it. I'm sure on the way to the cross, 
Jesus had a heavy burden on his shoulders, but he, he, he wasn't cursing people out. He wasn't, he wasn't angry about what his father had sent him to do, even though it was difficult. Jesus had a steady mind frame. He had a, he had a outlook that he must do what his father sent him to do. How many of us have a steady mindset when it comes to what God sent us to do? I'm talking to all the husbands, the wives, the children, the parents. God's called you to do that stuff. He's called you to be a son, a daughter, a mother, a husband, to work that job, to tell somebody about Christ. That is what God called you to do. So what's your mindset? When you're negative, you're angry, you're frustrated, your outlook, is it victorious or is it not so good? We are to have the mindset of Christ. Here is Christ who gave up the right to be God. He gave it up. He gave it up so that he could sacrifice himself for us. Equal to God, he didn't use that as his advantage. He gave it all up for us. So when it comes to my children, why is it that I don't want to give up my right to be the boss, to be the one who paid for that $60 video game? Why don't I want to give up my right to be respected? Why don't I want to give up my right? Because I'm living in the flesh. I'm not living the way God has commanded me to live. I'm not living with the mindset of Christ Jesus. And, and this is where it gets difficult because it's easy to say and it's hard to do. And most people will shy away from it, but the mindset of Jesus Christ, if you think about it, he came to serve. He gave it all up to serve us, to pay the ransom for us. So if Jesus can give it all, and that was his mindset, why am I not giving my all? Why is every day of my life a struggle to treat people the way God treated me? Why is every single day so difficult for me to walk the way God wants me to walk? Verse 12, it says, Therefore, my dear friends, as you, have, as, you have, as you always obeyed, not only in my presence, but how much more in my absence. Paul is talking to the church, and he's saying how much more that you need to obey when I'm not with you. Sometimes Christians are only good on Sunday shouldn't be like that. You should be the same Monday through Saturday, day or night, consistently following God. It says that we should continue to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you and who will act in you to fulfill the good purpose. Do everything without grumbling and arguing. Wow. Wow. Do I really have the victory? Do I really 
live a victorious life. Victorious attitudes. Powerful attitudes. When's the last time you were faced with a problem and instead of complaining or thinking about the worst of the problem, you thought to yourself, God has overcome the world. I can handle this. When is the last time you were in an argument in a relationship and you thought, man, this is this is not this is not going to work. What you could have thought is I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. He said he would never leave me alone. He's walking with me. He will provide for me a victorious mindset outlook. God's power. God wants us to have a victorious outlook. So how do we do it? Let's take a look. A victorious attitude towards God includes a couple of these things. Number one, we should reverence God. Our submission should be to God. That means that God, your will and not my will. And God's will isn't turn up. God's will isn't let me go get justification for how I'm feeling. Let me tell you how I'm feeling. Victorious attitude towards God includes love, trust, humbleness. A lot of us struggle with the humbleness and trusting God. We must know the way. We must see the finances. We must believe and we'll only do what we know what will work. We wouldn't be here today if we only did what works. God is calling us today to step out on faith. The reason you're here today is because you stepped out on faith. You didn't know what you were showing up to. The reason we started Victory Center is because we are humbly trusting God. It's our attitude towards him. We are in obedience. When God tells you to do something, you must do it. Not worry about how you feel about it. He told you to apologize to somebody, you must do it. Worship and prayerful should be our posture. Always giving God praise and always seeking him in prayer. Victorious attitude towards our children and our spouse. This is a big one because it includes much more than just our immediate family, but I want to concentrate on our immediate family. Our attitude should be an attitude of love. And I'm not talking about that kind of love that you do for me, I do for you. You good with me, I'm good with you. Tit for tat, 50%, half a here. That's not love. <laughs> the Bible tells me that when we were yet in sin, Jesus died for us. That means it was zero, 100%. I did zero for him to love me completely. That's love. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. That didn't say nothing about 50-50. Don't say nothing about equality. When it comes to spouses and children, may not make you feel good, but love should be our attitude. If God loved me even when I didn't love him, then you can love your children even when they don't love you. You can love your spouse in the times when they don't love you because God loved you. That should be your attitude. But so many times our attitude is, man, 
I can do better. Man, I'm taking these kids. Man, you get on my nerves. Is that really the attitude God wants us to have? Hmm. Forgiveness. Wow. So many times we harbor things in our lives, we carry them because we didn't forgive the other person. We're looking for vindication. We're looking for closure. The world is big on closure. And while you look for closure, the devil steals another week, another month, another year, and you just become bitter because I need closure. God closed it all on the cross. So why are you holding it? I don't know about you, but I'm speaking to myself. It's some things I got to let go of. Forgiveness is not for the other person. It's for you. That person has power over you until you forgive them. Spouses and children, consideration. Sometimes we have to minimize ourselves in order to have an attitude of consideration to our children. I want this, but they need that. I would like to do this, but this is what they, we need to do for everybody. Consideration, giving up for what you want for what they need. Caring and encouragement. That's a big one. I think we naturally care, but I don't think we naturally encourage our children as much as we should. I don't think we naturally encourage our spouses as much as we should. We just think that they should be good to go. I never have to tell you or encourage you. You should just be ready made. But my attitude towards you should be to encourage you. Yeah. Remind them what God says about them. Yeah. Remind them that no matter how dark it looks, we have the victory. Amen. We spend so much time in disciplining our children, we rarely tell them what's good about them. You're smart, you're intelligent, you can do all things. It more sounds like you didn't take the trash out, you didn't clean this up, you were bad at school, you got an F here. We highlight what's wrong, we minimize what's good. But our attitude should be encouragement. Let's take a, let's look, take a look at tough situations. Our attitude towards hard circumstances. Now, this is big. Patience. God wouldn't take you into anything that he wouldn't bring you out of. And sometimes he puts you in the fire so that you can be refined, so that you can be built up and that your faith can grow. So when you're dealing with hard circumstances, have patience. He hasn't left you. He hasn't walked away from you. He's not angry with you. He's teaching you to trust him. Hard circumstances, thankfulness. If you got tough problems, that just means God loves you that much more. Because he saves the hardest things for those he can trust with them. Be thankful that you get to walk with God through some of the toughest situations in life. Persevering, an attitude. I'm going to make it through this. I can do this. It's just another challenge. We will be victorious in this. I don't care what the doctor says, the bank, this situation, the marriage counselor, kids, IDPs, grades, report cards. I don't care what the report is. You can persevere with God. And believing, 
When you go into a hard situation, I think the biggest thing is to believe that you will have the victory. I think it will change the look of our face when things happen. If we really believe that God would do exactly what he said he would do. Now, what, are you, what are you saying, preacher? You're talking about this victorious attitude, but remember I began saying that this would be really easy for your neighbor? You're probably thinking, you know, she can really use that. He, he, he can really use this. I wish they were here today to hear this. But God wants us to take this in. Because it's really our attitude that God wants to transform. Not your neighbor, not your spouse or your kids. It's really your attitude that he wants to transform today. Take a look, Curtis. I like this. Don't act like a Christian. <laughs> act like Christ. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. So many of us today are tied up and tangled up in the bureaucracy of the rules of church, of religion. Wear skirts, no earrings, no tattoos. Don't do this, don't do that. Come to church. Is that in the Bible? Is that what God commands us to do? If it is, then do it. But everything that Christians do isn't everything that Christ did. So instead of emulating Christians, the people we think are good, let's just act like Christ. Because that, that's what really the test is. Am I acting like Christ or am I acting like the Christians? Because a lot of them will say, I know you. But in that day, God will say, depart from me. I never knew you. But if we stick to it and be Christ-minded, we can love one another, protect one another, give up our stuff for one another. Because that's what God commanded us to do. You know, this message, this message is, is, is not really one of those amen messages. It's, it's really not one of them feel good messages. It's one of them. I got some work to do messages and that's okay. It's all right because we have the victory in God and he's still working on us. But when you know better, you do better. And it's my belief that we will leave transformed, knowing that we can do this through the power of God. A transformed life is an effective witness to the power of God's word. Reveal your victorious attitude today. My prayer for me, I would like to say for you, but my prayer for me and you is that we tap into God's power and we really begin to draw from him so that we can be less and he can be more in us. But by your attitude. It's not about the actions, it's about what's in you. The attitude is an inward feeling. Nobody really knows how you feel about anything. They only know what you tell them. I love it. God gives us privacy. In this world, there's billions of people. But nobody knows what's going on in your head. 
Only you and God. There's no ex-man that can tell you, I know you're thinking this. Only God knows what you're really thinking. People will say, I'm fine, I'm good, I like this, this is okay. But in their heart, they may have a different attitude about it. Today, let's fix our attitudes on God and being Christ-minded. That's the way we'll have the victory. Not, on the, not just on the outside, but on the inside, because what's in the inside will come on the outside. If you will, let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you right now, God, that you have the victory in our lives. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray for every person here today, God. Let your word fall on good ground, God. Help us to apply and use what you have taught us today, God. Heavenly Father, let no distraction come our way as we leave this place, as this service comes to a close, God. Let us not leave here operating in the same way that we've always operated. God, help me to not be the same person I've always been. Just because I've always done it doesn't mean that it's right. God, help me to be like you, God, more like Christ. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you. I thank you today. If you would, with all heads bowed and all eyes closed in this moment, there's two questions that God wants to ask. Question number one, do you know me? If it was all over tonight, would you make your, would you make your eternity in heaven? If it is you that needs to know God today, I would just, I would just wave at him and let him know that I surrender today. Question number two. If your attitude doesn't know God the way it needs to know God. And you can imagine, cause your head's down, but my hands up. Cause I'm reaching towards God for more of him in what I believe and how I see things. If your attitude needs more of God, then I would just wave at him and say, God, I need a double portion of attitude adjustment. I need a brand new, fresh attitude adjustment. Heavenly Father, Lord, for every action that happened today, God, see those hands, fulfill those promises, God. Help us to walk with you like never before, Heavenly Father. Give us a new mindset. Give us a new heart, God, and help us to be all in for you, God. Change our hearts, our minds from the inside out, God. Open those dark doors in our mind that we've closed, God, of unforgiveness, of bitterness, God of things that we said we were good with, but we're really not good with God. Change our hearts, God, so that our attitude may show on the outside that we love you and that we stand with you today, God. We thank you that you've done it today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Glory to God today. And this is the conclusion of our service.